Greetings, party people. This is Steven from the podcast you're currently listening to. Just want to clear up any confusion. So your boy was a busy little beaver this past weekend and was able to crank the Christmas episodes you're about to listen to out a day earlier than expected. So disregard any mention of original release dates in this episode and the episode we are publishing tomorrow, Christmas Eve, hopefully around noon. Thanks for listening, happy holidays, and enjoy the shows. Can I have your attention for a moment? Can I have your attention, please? Quiet! Thank you. That's better. Welcome to Fuzzywig and Mom's annual Christmas party. At this time in the proceedings, it is a tradition for me to make a little speech. Here's my Christmas speech. Thank you all and Merry Christmas. That was the speech? It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I I loved it. it. (laughs) I'm bored with speeches. Let's dance, son. Here's Mrs. Fozzywig to start the party. Way to go, Ma. Get it, boys. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Welcome back to the Radcast. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. Well, folks, today is the big one. We are only one more sleep till Christmas, and we find the best way to celebrate is to pay a visit to the Muppets. Since we are unable to have any on the show, the next best thing Drat. is... Yeah, <laughs> Drat. Maybe Rizzo the Rat. The next best thing for us is to have a Radcast Rentals double feature. Talk about a Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Family Christmas with our five-time... Five-time. Five-time guest... Jeremy Weed. Now, we were going to make it a triple feature and include Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and our sister, Samantha Kennedy, who was on the Pete and Pete episode Mm -hmm. back in August, was going to join us here tonight. But unfortunately, she texted us just a few hours ago, and it sounds like she's coming down with a cold, and it'll just be the three of us. Uh, We really wish she could be here, considering Mm -hmm. not only did we have a deep connection with Emmett Otter through her and with her, but we also know Muppet Christmas Carol because of her. So we're going to miss her contribution. Yep, exactly. Um, so, but if you if you stay tuned, kind of hold on during the rest of this Christmas season, we might at the end might be able of to finagle this, We might be able to finagle something, and even if not, you still get myself, Matt, and Jeremy mm-hmm. talking about Muppet Family Christmas, Muppet yep. Christmas Carol, and we even throw in some throw in some Emmett Otter yeah, in there among some among there. some other yeah Muppet Christmas specials yep exactly um, but before we get into all that Matt why don't you let everyone know where they can find yeah, us yeah so you can find us on Instagram we're at the Radcast uh, cast spelled with a K so that's R-A-D-K-A-S-T um, on Facebook so go follow us uh, go follow us and make sure to interact with us as well um, I would love to hear from, or we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook we're the Radcast so go like our page on Twitter, we're at TRadcast, T for the, again, cast with a K. Make sure to go give us a follow. Um, make sure to go retweet some stuff. 
be very nice to be interacted dropped in our dms mm-hmm. with that as well uh go to spotify stitcher apple Podcasts, itunes uh go give us a follow download make sure to give us some five-star reviews give us uh some well, five star reviews. Five star reviews. Yeah, it, it the the algorithm not only um, helps put us to the front on Apple Podcasts, uh, but also on Stitcher. Stitcher's mm-hmm. starting to implement that as well. Yeah. Uh, so go do that, and then also go to our website, which is actually the link is in our bio and all of our social media. Uh, on our website, you can find all past, present, and future episodes. And I'm gonna try and do a better job of updating it. Um, try and get a shop set up hopefully, probably next season. Come yeah. season two, hopefully we'll be able to add yeah. some more elements. Maybe Santa Claus will get me a laptop for Christmas. Yeah, maybe Santa Claus will. All right, no more waiting. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we return, it's Muppet time, baby. So stay tuned here to the Radcast. a muppet we now return well it's not quite a mop and it's not quite a puppet to the radcast but man <laughs> so to answer your question i don't know one of my favorite things to do around the christmas season is look at christmas lights yeah. yes and i remember one <laughs> because you're a kid and normalcy is to have your seatbelt on when you get out and like you don't have to wear your seatbelt yeah. it's kind of like a ooh oh, living on the edge <laughs> it's just a special thing Santa gonna be able to find me without my seatbelt <laughs> no Santa doesn't see criminals speaking of seatbelts it doesn't look like any of those Muppets are wearing seatbelts no no I love having but, that on in the background yeah. by the way but I love that shot of them of Fozzie driving in the snow and you've got cozy a, yeah you've got a bunch yeah. of them in the in the bed of his truck and then you've got like Kermit in the cab with Gonzo and yeah. stuff like that yeah you know what's funny about that shot is there's way more Muppets that end up coming to live like just in that I mean let alone the ones that come later in, mm-hmm. the, in yeah. the show the ones that are in the truck, there's way more that end up coming out of the truck. It's like yeah. a clown car situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. you're not all in the car at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And of course, what Matt and Jeremy are referencing is Muppet Family Christmas, which, welcome back into the Radcast, everybody, as we said at the top there. It is a Radcast Reynolds double feature. So we double have a double bill tonight um originally gonna have a triple right yeah like we said like again like we said in in the intro there we're gonna have a triple bill but unfortunately our sister cannot make it tonight but hopefully we can get we can catch up with her later on this weekend and maybe we can drop a bonus episode drop a bonus episode if i would love that if if we can get together with her say on sunday yeah i'm thinking release this episode on the 23rd Mm -hmm. and then the Emmett Otter supplemental episode on the 24th. Yep. It's going to be some uh, sleepless nights editing, but we want to get this out for you all because, again, you all are the lifeblood of the Radcast. And speaking of... If Santa don't sleep, <laughs> nobody sleeps. Nobody exactly. sleeps. Exactly. <laughs> no sleep till Santa. So what was I talking about? Yeah, so we're back in here on the Radcast. It is a Radcast Reynolds double bill. So here is the Radcast Reynolds. Make it a blockbuster night. And now, our feature presentation. 
So it is the Radcast Reynolds again. Double Bill here tonight. And speaking of Double Bill, a man whose name isn't Double Bill, Jeremy Weed is back for the <laughs> fifth, count him fifth time. First member of the Radcast Five Timers Club. Good. We have so, a jacket and everything for it. Yep. We'll put it on yes. our Instagram, um, and you know where to find us on Instagram, like we said at the top. But welcome and I back. The little girl mentioned. A check? A check? No, I no, didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> We're not talking about the Grinch tonight. But Sorry. we are talking about Muppet Christmas Carol oh, and so Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, yeah. The Muppets yes. and Christmas. The Muppets are already pure and warm and mm-hmm. charming and yeah. comforting. So when you put it together with Christmas. Oh, such a mm-hmm. perfect just, marriage. It's a perfect marriage. It's it's sure to tug at your heartstrings and it's yeah. sure to to make you well up with tears of joy, of yeah. sadness, of you know bittersweet emotion as mm-hmm. things are ending, as the season's coming to a close. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about that today yeah, because so, there's plenty of those moments uh-huh. in these two. And before we jump back on with Muppet Family, Chris, Muppet Family Christmas. Muppet Matt, Family Crisco. Yes. <laughs> um, Crisco County Jr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kitchen Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Kitchen uh, Cowboys, Crisco County Jr. Uh, Crisco County Jr. is an underrated TV show. It was it was a fun show. Right, Mom? Bruce Campbell, yes, right, Mom? Um, but we're going to jump back on with Muppet Family Christmas as Matt and Jeremy kind of got started with, with that here. But first, Matt, you mentioned the Muppets. You mentioned um, you touched a little bit on the appeal of the Muppets. But, Jeremy, yes. I'm going to um, ask you this. So if you could say kind of what was your first exposure to the Muppets maybe the Muppets as a whole or the movies and kind of a twofold after that what do you think the appeal of the Muppets are okay um that's a big question let's (laughs) see uh when did I first know of the Muppets um it well it had to have been probably I probably saw either the Muppet movie or uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, mm-hmm. one of those yeah. two movies. Yeah. Those are probably the two that I watched the most as a kid. Probably Muppets Take Manhattan, and uh, watched that a bunch as a kid. And then also Muppet Babies was big oh, yeah. as oh, a yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. So I watched Muppet Babies a lot. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that doesn't know, uh, anybody that may be listening and thinking that stupid show on yeah. Disney Channel, no. Yeah. No, I'm talking, I'm talking about the legit the Muppet Babies yeah. from the 80s. Go look it up. It's yeah. awesome. It's one of the best cartoons ever created mm-hmm. for saturday morning and i'm getting mad but uh anyway <laughs> okay. no it's, it's no it's great yeah. it's great um so that was probably my first exposure mm-hmm. and honestly like it, it, gosh now is a very different time because um well i honestly like my even before that probably sesame street now that i think about yeah. it because sesame uh, yeah. street is muppets and i that's the jim henson company yeah it it's it's such a segregated thing now because mm-hmm. sesame street is now very much its own thing mm-hmm. versus the Muppets, Muppets, which is Disney. Mm-hmm. But um, way back when, Kermit used to be on both. Yeah. And that was, I think, maybe the only crossover character. Yeah. Um, but that's something that's really great about some of the stuff we're about ready to talk about is some of the crossover stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I really grew to love the Muppets growing up. They are timeless. They are... Funny, I think just about as much as the characters themselves, the writing for the Muppets is some of the best writing Mm -hmm. you'll find anywhere. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. There's so many just throwaway lines that you don't even, like as a kid, they don't even register. And so when you go back and watch it as an adult, there's so much more depth there. Mm -hmm. 
uh, to the joke, to the funniness, and just mm-hmm. to the, to just like the situation at hand. Like, let alone the lines being funny. They are mm-hmm. animals living in a world where right. nobody sees them. Yeah. As odd, like that's, yeah. that's, I'm talking to yeah. a frog, and nobody draws attention to that. That's always been the funniest part to me. It's so great, whether it be physical gags or dialogue, mm-hmm. is the fact that there's nothing wrong with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And as and as we'll it's get perfectly in, perfectly normal, exactly. And as we'll get in, Michael Caine has a quote about working on a Muppet Christmas Carol that I think perf- perfectly encapsulates. <laughs> how like why the Muppets are so great mm-hmm. and like I said they're they're pure and they're joyful they truly are the best vessels to communicate these like heartfelt messages to kids yeah. and as you grow into adults because most of the time they say like never meet your heroes right. so people you grow right. up watching like physical humans end up letting you down somehow like mm-hmm. they have some sort of skeletons in the closet you don't get that with them up they're puppets yeah mm-hmm. like so yeah. these characters like kermit the frog the character kermit the frog will never let you down no like and i think that's why it's so important that's why they're so important because they're able to effectively communicate messages to kids and adults about emo- about like complicated emotions and whatnot. Yeah. And they're able to do it in a way that's easily digestible mm-hmm. to everyone. Right. And plus yeah. it's hilarious. Like some of the sharpest dialogue I've ever heard. It's so it's, funny. It, it's funny how when you said throwaway things, you weren't referring to throwaway jokes in terms of like writers, just like oh, kids aren't going to get it or parents. It's, it's just puppets. Don't worry about it. Right. Some of the most, some of the sharpest dialogue is used on the Muppets for right. me. And that's why I appreciate it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the characters are so defined. Mm-hmm. You look at every single character and you can pick out what they're like. Gonzo is mm-hmm. so bizarre mm-hmm. and so strange but yet really eloquent and kind yeah. of artsy and mm-hmm. is really smart. He has a chicken fetish. But yeah, he's, he's a little strange, yeah. but animals just basically kind of like gluttony and yeah. pursue, like he's just raw mm-hmm. emotion and passion and yeah. anger mm-hmm. and happiness and everything dialed up to a hundred, just yeah. unbridled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kermit is, well, Kermit now is not the Kermit of... Right. And I don't mean voice-wise, I mean character-wise. I think yeah. Disney has watered Kermit the Frog down, yeah. uh, which is something I want to talk a little bit about yeah, later. Yeah, sure. uh, mm-hmm. I really love the Kermit of the 70s and the 80s mm-hmm. uh, and the early 90s yeah. compared to the Kermit nowadays, who's kind of a limp-wristed, yeah. just gets kind of tossed around and every bends to everybody's will. Mm-hmm. Where you know, Give me the Kermit that stood toe-to-toe with Doc Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the like voice of reason. stood up yeah. and like said, No, I'm not gonna back down and would would actually lead the Muppets and yeah. would actually be somebody that would be strong enough to handle all of these issues and, and hold everybody together. Kermit mm-hmm. is Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's essentially yeah. he's Cyclops, like an everyman. Uh, Kermit is to the Muppets yeah. what Cyclops is to the X Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think uh so Justice the, uh, for Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this is a long-winded question or no, answer. No, you're but fine. to really, I think the thing that gets me the most with the Muppets is that you're looking at puppets that have minimal facial mm-hmm. changes, but yet they can convey so yeah. much mm-hmm. in just a little bit of a look. And so that yeah. and that comes down to the performers, like Frank Oz and Jim Henson mm-hmm. and Jerry Jewell and, and David mm-hmm. Goals. They 
had it down to a science. I mean, yeah. they knew the like. I I saw a, a just a little snippet of Frank Oz doing Fozzie, and he just like and you know it's him from the waist down, and Fozzie's way up in the air mm-hmm. above him. And he just tilts him sideways and then like puts Fozzie's hand over his that's head. That's the and funniest like, stuff. That's so yeah. good. Like yeah. it's just it, Fozzie's eyes don't change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His face, like his mouth is just an open line and it doesn't change. It doesn't smile. It doesn't get, but like he's able to convey, oh, he's, he's a little frustrated or sad or mm-hmm. worried because he's able to just tilt his body and body like it's it's amazing what they're yeah. able to do mm-hmm. yeah and the fact that it can make you feel so, genuinely feel something mm-hmm. yeah and you're like i'm getting emotional at puppets yeah, yeah. but it, that's the magic of the muppets yeah. they sweep you up in that way yep mm-hmm. exactly. and I, i'd say ever since i was a kid i've always gotten i've had some range of emotions watching the muppets especially Absolutely. as i've gotten older i think i i i love them more because of I, I get choked up hearing songs at the end of Muppet Family Christmas, especially hearing songs from Emmett Otter and hearing yeah. songs from Muppet Christmas Carol. You know, I I whimper and I'm I'm borderline weeping when I hear certain songs yep. um, because you again you forget you're watching puppets because it's so heartfelt and it's yeah. so virtuous as a whole. That I mean, you're just swept away in just whatever's going on, no matter who is embodying what mm-hmm. or yep. who's doing what. It just, it's just, it's more um, tender-hearted and it's more um, uh, endearing yeah. that it is puppets doing these things, and they don't treat the audience who originally, of course, was children. They don't treat them like children if that makes sense yeah they don't talk down to them exactly they They treat them like an equal yeah exactly and you know it's it's i they give children credit for being smarter than some people give them credit for the sesame street does a tremendous job Mm -hmm. of that or they used to you know like they would have those just little one-on-one things with kids Mm -hmm. and you know they make kids feel bigger Mm -hmm. they make kids feel like they matter yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's important yeah yeah, and we're uh, we're gonna get right into we're gonna start off with Muppet Family Christmas. Um, before we do that, real quick, Matt, uh, I remember I think our first exposure, kind of they go hand in hand with one another. But mm. Muppet Christmas Carol and actually Muppets Tonight was yeah. so oh, when yeah. they, when they brought Muppets the yeah. quote, quote unquote the Muppet Show yeah. back. Well, and yeah. Muppet it Babies was, it was, was well, shown yeah. in reruns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Muppet Babies was in syndication on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I remember watching being like little, four or five years old, watching that. But Muppets Tonight, I remember when that premiered on Disney. Oh yeah, um, it was great. Like, well, yeah, and some of the first Muppet movie. I mean, obviously Muppet Christmas Carol, but like I remember distinctly like Muppet Treasure Island yeah. and mm-hmm. Muppets in Space. Mupp- yeah. I love Muppets. Yeah, in space. being like the first few, and then. You know, watching in passing um, the great Muppet Caper mm-hmm. and the Muppet movie yep. and kind of at the time kind of being bored with them. Like now I love them, but kind of being, I guess it was just like it wasn't, it was an old aesthetic like yeah. of the film and stuff like that. And, I get that because I was yeah, the same way. Right. And I was, and so, and I was used to the Muppets from like Muppets in Space, like mm-hmm. fully formed, mm-hmm. like right. crazy yeah. Muppets. And so that's, yeah, it's like, like you the said. frat boy Muppets almost. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like version of it where they're, they're kind of unhinged a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably, I would say, yeah, Muppets Tonight would probably be. 
the first time in memory that I remember yeah. kind of connecting with the Muppets. And obviously we watched Sesame Street right. as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As kids. But like the Muppet, like your Kermits and Fozzies and Gonzos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we laid the groundwork there on kind of, you know, the a basis of some context of kind of where we're coming from. Our history um, with them. Yeah, our history with them and kind of where we're coming from to kind of look at the lens of where where we're seeing these movies from. Mm-hmm. Um, so Muppet Family Christmas, Jeremy, you introduced this one to us because again, growing up, the only two Muppet holiday movies we watched were Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and Muppet Christmas Carol. But just a few years ago, you were touting the praises of, you know, or touting the praises. It sounds redundant. You, you were you singing were, the praises, you singing the praises of Muppet Family Christmas. So yeah. why don't you let the listener know a little bit about kind of just a basic synopsis of Muppet Family Christmas. Yeah, well, so I I kind of lucked into this. Uh, it, it aired in 1987, mm-hmm. and it is, in my opinion, probably one of the top five Christmas specials of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and I, I'm not saying that because I'm, like, lifting it up and saying, I, right. I think, honestly, anybody that has seen it Mm-hmm. agrees yeah. that it's great yeah. as a christmas special is defined like yeah. it it checks all the boxes and it really it, does it takes the property that you know throws it in the season of christmas yeah and it it just and it's a per it's the perfect length too. yeah it's not a full-length movie it's, it's like only 45 about, minutes yeah i say it's only about yeah. uh, 45 minutes uh it's an hour on the version that you have because i included yeah. all the commercials yeah. from the 80s yeah. <laughs> it's a, which it's, is great yeah. it's its own self it's it's its one-off self-contained story involving christmas with a property that you know to me that's a christmas special and i think this this you know, mm-hmm. fits the bill. Yeah. yeah. And it, in, uh, sorry. Oh you, no, you're you, fine. You're fine. I was just going to say the reason why I say I lucked into mm-hmm. it is because it, it aired in 1987. And I think my parents actually taped the original broadcast when it broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, back then. Yeah. I was two at the time. I did not know that they had taped it, but, mm-hmm. um, it's lucky because, you can't find a full version of this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that have been cut mm-hmm. and it's, and, and not just cut a little bit, it's heavily cut yeah, for licensing reasons. Yeah. For, because of the, uh, well, one, um, because of the songs and right. now two, because Sesame street and, uh, the Muppets are no longer together, mm-hmm. uh, yep. under the same company. Yeah. And that is a distinction of Muppet family Christmas. It had, it contained all four, major Jim Henson mm-hmm. um, yeah. franchises at that time. Yeah. It had uh, the Muppets, mm-hmm. Sesame Street, mm-hmm. Muppet Babies for a brief moment, yeah. and Fraggle Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had all four in the show, yeah. which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And like it's kind of like the perfect storm of things. And um, it... it like I said, it's, it's... I don't think they'll ever... They probably will not ever, unless... Who knows? Disney may own everything one of these days. Right. But... Um, I I sincerely doubt that they're going to ever fully restore it. Yeah, yeah, and which, which if unless you somehow lucked lucked into it, like you said, how you had a recording of it for years from yeah. the first broadcast, because it really, with the inclusion of all four franchises, um, this is one I wish I would have grown up on grown up with yeah it's just not one that we again you almost had to have had to have had it taped yep mm-hmm. uh, because yep. when they started the home video releases you know and they started showing on, on television 
you, you were hard pressed to find a mm-hmm. full version. Somehow we actually lucked into they have a version on YouTube that is actually from the DVD because you you converted your videotape into a DVD, like you said earlier. Yeah. And you gave us a copy, you gave Brandon a copy, and you have a copy. And I gave my sister a copy. And, and you gave your sister a copy. Yeah. Um, so we actually were able to pull up the version that you had on the tape. Like It's on YouTube, and that's what oh, we're nice. actually playing right now, and that's what we watched just a few hours Perfect. ago. But I love how fully fleshed out it is because yeah. it's every, every Jim Henson property at the peak and the height of kind of their success. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're all coming together um, literally and figuratively under one roof. Mm-hmm, and you yeah. have the different sections for each one of the Jim Henson mm-hmm. properties. And then they all come together at the end, which is my favorite part, which we'll touch on here in just a moment. But I, I, I me personally, I love this one um, because of how warm and homey it is and because of the mix of everybody and, and all the different things that are going on. It just, it just feels like a fully fleshed out Jim Henson production. Well, And it's a Muppet family Christmas for a reason. It's the family of Muppets that Jim Henson had created up to that point. Mm -hmm. And what's really great about this is this Jim Henson was involved Mm -hmm. and that's, what's great about Emmett Otter. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was something I was going to say about both of those is, uh, I love Muppet Christmas Carol. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Jim Henson died before, and, oh, it, yeah. and it's dedicated to his memory. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And his son directed it, which mm-hmm. is about as close as you're going to get. Yeah. But he wasn't involved. And so I think because Jim Henson was involved with the first two so heavily, mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that there's a specialness to that. And I, it's funny because it's the inverse. I didn't grow up with Emmett Otter, yeah. and you guys introduced me to Emmett Otter. Right. Yeah. And I love him at Otter. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's there's something about it's so primitive because it was it took place so much earlier than the others. Right. Yeah. But I love that it is the way that it is. Yeah. Right. You can really tell, like, oh man, like you can see kind of that's going to become this later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jerry Nelson in that, he I think he's yeah, the he, voice of Emmett Otter. Emmett, yeah. yeah. I love Jerry Nelson's voice. He's yeah. also the voice of Robin. Yeah. But right. I... A.K.A. Tiny Tim yeah. and Muppet yeah. Christmas and, Carol. And I think his voice sells in all three yeah. of these movies, in all yep. three of these specials. Um, his voice is just so warm and there's just a tone and timbre to it mm-hmm. that is unique and instantly recognizable, mm-hmm. but also instantly familiar and it just makes you kind of feel safe <laughs> yeah. in a way i don't know it's just really sweet it's just yeah, a really it sweet really voice is. i think yeah. he, he's the innocence of the of the children in the audience you know yeah you know they they look up to kermit the when he ever whenever he asks like uncle kermit this or uncle kermit that or when he's tiny yeah. tim as soon as and we'll get again we'll get into it with muppet christmas carol but as soon as bless us all mm-hmm. yeah yeah who are near like yeah. that's like that's so like you said it's so From warm and so comfortable yeah, it touches the valley. Oh, man. I, I oh, was, so I was Samantha were here. Um, <laughs> we don't have to go into it. Get the hell out of here. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I saying? Um, so quick quick synopsis well, for yeah, so yeah, yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, so you've got your, your Fozzie's, Gonzo's, Kermit's. Oh. Like 
I was going to mention about Ed yes. and Otter. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but those Muppets are going to to Fozzie's mom's house, mm-hmm. and Fozzie's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, she'll be fine." Kermit's like, "Should we have called ahead?" And like, "Oh, they'll be fine. She'll be fine. You know, we'll show up and she'll have a house for us." Yeah. And meanwhile, the mom planned a trip to you know to <laughs> California, California in Malibu. Yeah, it's waka Cal- waka. <laughs> and so like, and yeah. so as she's leaving, there's a, a human. Doc, um, Doc, Doc from Fraggle Rock, from Fraggle Rock, who and Sprocket, and Sprocket, his dog, Sprockets, Sprockets, as happy as a little Not that Sprocket, but but he's renting the house from her because he wants a Christmas in the country, and basically like these worlds collide. And he's like, I wanted this Christmas in the country, and they're like, Well, you're stuck with us, the Muppets, and the mom's like, Well, three months of surfing lessons down the drain, and so. And so now they're all in one house together, and they got to figure out how to do Christmas together. And, and then, they do. And it's, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then uh, the Sesame Street characters come in as Christmas carolers. And then there's and this. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like there's there's this there's there's Blizzard and and Miss Piggy's supposed to be joining them, but she's like in a modeling gig still. It, and there is one hilarious two hilarious scenes with the Swedish chef and big bird that yeah. are just phenomenal, which They're rest in so peace. Good. Uh, yeah. Carol, Carol Spinney. Spinney. That yeah. was very sad. Name. Rest in poultry. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> it's nothing sacred. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, saying that in yeah. response to what you just yeah. said, but Sam Eagle, who might yeah. be my favorite Muppet. He's has two, so good. Has yeah. two great moments. Like as, as they're, as they're walking in like moms, like, the Fozzie's mom's really befuddled. She's looking around and like, well, Fozzie, what are we going to do all this? And like, while she's doing that same Eagle comes in a frame and he's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> no, he says, why am I here? Oh yeah. Why, why am I here? Yeah. And then, uh, th- then Bert, Bert, Ernie and Grover oh, are all yeah. acting out. They're rehearsing the, the night, night, before, night Christmas. before Christmas. And, uh, um, what, uh, what did he say it for? What it's saying, Santa oh, Eagle. The, yeah, they uh, get the two-headed monster from oh, Santa Claus to be Santa Claus. And, and, and he's like, it's and, nothing sacred. And I love. He is so. He's, you are all weirdos. And then there's a there's oh, a, one of my so favorite good. scenes in the Muppet Show is he's the censor. Like in the yeah. original Muppet yeah. Show, everything has to go through Sam Eagle, and he's talking to Kermit, and he's like, I hope everything with the show is on the up and up, Kermit. And he's like, Oh yeah, no, it's all great, Maybe except for the mud wrestling. What was that? <laughs> what was that? Your your Sam Eagle is pretty good, by the way, <laughs> Stephen. Clueless Morgan. Clueless <laughs> Morgan. Morgan? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've been pra- I've, I've been practicing. I've been um, practicing. But that that's practicing. basically it. And then they've got to get Piggy to Fozzie's mom's house. Yeah, she's house. the only one that's not yeah. there. Yeah. And which leads, which to me, like, was fine. Blit. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it was fine because I've always hated Miss Piggy. Um, like, so it does, doesn't it? Like, she, that, I that's like kind of Muppet funny Christmas in a Muppet Christmas Carol. Carol. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, yeah. because I, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Is that I think what makes these specials work, too, aside from all the other things we've talked about, but uh, the less Miss Piggy you have in something, the better. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. because she's absolutely terrible. She's not my favorite right. by any stretch of the imagination. But I think she works in spots. Mm-hmm. And so Muppet Family Christmas, she's in it limitedly. Yeah. Yes. And it works. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. a, a Muppet Christmas Carol, she's in it just a little bit. Yeah. And it works. I think it's when she becomes the focus, like in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah. Great Muppet Caper, is when I'm kind of like, 
okay. Yeah. Like I just get a little tired because it's strong. she's she is a lot, and that's yeah. kind of her character. I mean, mm-hmm. her character is yeah. supposed to be a lot, but I think mm-hmm. because she's not in it as much, mm-hmm. it helps. It focus it allows so many other characters to mm-hmm. shine. Yeah. yeah, and when they finally get her back and they're all together, something that is like perfect to me. I love cozy. No matter how you define yep. that, like anything that makes me feel like cozy and like warm and I'm I'm here like I'm I'm like I'm present and I have this moment and I don't I'm not articulating that very well but but like I'm what am I trying to say? I don't know. If you just You're say, all cramped together. Yes. It, yeah, that, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not claustrophobic. Like it, I, I think uh, I think if you say cozy, it, it it brings up images, you know, relative to whoever's listening to you. You're like joyful, if you, you're happy, yeah, if, you're, if you, you're in if the you, moment. If you say cozy, I'm sure the listeners can conjure up different yeah. images of what you're happy to be is there. cozy. Yeah, for exactly. Them. Very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Um but what is cozy to me? is like blizzards suck but when it's snowing outside and you're inside and the yeah. lights are dim there's a fire going you're with the mm-hmm. ones you love yeah and you're all kind of huddled together and you're just hanging out you're mm-hmm. watching movies you're just sitting by the fire talking like that's cozy to me mm-hmm. and the and my favorite scene is the final scene when they're all sit, have this medley of songs and it's this whole muppet family across four like different franchises yeah in this one house, just all lined up, cozy, and you know, packed together, singing songs with the fire going, and yep. they're just all together, and it's great. And yeah. they they highlight everybody. Um, mm-hmm. They they do bring the Fraggles up. So at one point, uh, Kermit and Robin go down into the basement. Mm-hmm. And they find a quote unquote Fraggle hole. Yeah, and they go and they meet some Fraggles and they sing a song with them. They come back up. Anyway, uh, later on w- during that scene where they're all I together, found a Fraggle hole. I found a Fraggle hole. Uh, Don't it was, touch it, it Robin. Like, <laughs> hey, um, Uncle Kermit, remember when you telling me about Fraggle holes? Uh, yeah, it was Fraggle holes I was telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> it well, it's weird too because that Fraggle hole they go to, it's huge. It's yeah. like it's big enough for them yeah. to walk through. Yeah. And like Mrs. Bear has no idea that that's in her she basement. Has, yeah. <laughs> How long has she not been down there? But anyway, so they they when they get to the scene that Matt's talking about mm-hmm. at the very end where they're doing this big carol sing, uh, the Fraggles hear it. They hear them from down in the basement, and they mm-hmm. come up and they sound like monsters because yeah. they're down in the basement. Yeah. what's that? <laughs> and they uh, they come up Kevin and they, Fever. they <laughs> yeah and they sing with them, and it's great because all of them get their moments to shine mm-hmm. uh, during the carol sing. Like there's a bunch of different uh, characters that kind of have their moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one character that they add. I don't know if I've ever seen him in another speaking role, uh, but there's one character that they added him up at family Christmas, which is the Turkey. Yeah. And the Turkey, the Turkey in and of himself is not that funny, mm-hmm. but it's the same voice as Rizzo. Rizzo. It's Steve, yeah. Steve Whitmire who went yeah. on to do Kermit after uh, Jim um, Henson, Jim Henson Jim died. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, it's basically the same voice as Rizzo. Yeah. There's literally no change. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's not yeah. it. Hey, babe, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like a Brooklyn-y kind of. Yeah. Like, this is kind of starting to get to be fun. Yes. You know, a little, a little kind of wise guyish. But he's never. I've never heard him. T- he he's the turkey in <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, get back in the box. Yeah. But um, he is kind of prominent in this. He he confuses uh, the Swedish chef into thinking that uh, Sprocket the dog is a turkey mm-hmm. and not him. Yeah. And he, he makes a lot of uh, 
he makes a pass at Camilla. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. makes a pass at Camilla, and he and Gonzo get into it. But then they kind of patch things up, and then they I don't know. But it it's interesting that like that character because the Muppets are so f- famous for you know one character pops up mm-hmm. and they reuse them yeah. yeah forever. It's like oh they were just in the one thing, but now they keep popping up in other Pepe things. And yeah, exactly, <laughs> and. They've never really reused the turkey, which I've always kind of thought is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, maybe it's just because Rizzo already existed. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and this it, it was it was very much before Rizzo was like a prominent. Yeah, I mean, he's in it, character. but oh, yeah, yeah, he's not. He yeah. he he he's talking to Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, like, hey, I've never had a rat rat trash can. Come on down here, baby. Uh, <laughs> speaking. <laughs> not what he says speaking well. of uh <laughs> so like you said there was uh, kind of omitted scenes um so anytime they show it on tv there's things that are cut out and because the muppets and sesame street don't really have a relationship anymore this scene's kind of cut out and uh i when i was reading about the omitted scenes uh it was about you know Fozzie and elmo lighting the christmas tree but my brain read it out of sequence, so I read Fozzie lighting Elmo. Oh. So, my, so my brain <laughs> if finished only it by that saying Fozzie lighting <laughs> Elmo on fire. What's like, this? So Fozzie, Not Mr. Noodle. <laughs> Fozzie lighting Elmo no. on fire. No, don't! <laughs> waka, waka. Oh, I wish he would have lit, lit Elmo on fire. Yeah. Elmo, for those of you... Who there. don't know who Elmo is? Well, is that no, what you're about to say? No, for those of you who are fans of Elmo, I'm sorry, but Elmo's everything that's Two wrong. Two words with Kevin Clash. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a pill He's enough to ruin Elmo for you. Yeah, it's and terrible. Splinter from oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. The first I forgot about that. Kawabunga. Kawabunga. Yeah. But Muppet Family <laughs> Christmas. Um, I'd say the Fraggle Rock part is on right now. I'd say that this is probably my least favorite yeah, it's part. That's the low point, probably. Uh, because everything, every other property I was familiar with, but I never watched Fraggle Rock growing up. Mm-hmm. And Papa I, Jack loves Fraggle Rock. Yes. <laughs> and I never was interested in Fraggle Rock. So, And plus, I'm not a fan of the song that they're singing. Yeah. So I, I watched it a lot, but... Um, it, it was it was fine. Like I mean, I mm-hmm. I I was used to it, and I I'm kind of just used to them being part of mm-hmm. the thing. And so like it, it is probably the low point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I at the, I mean it it's kind of like the lowest point of a tremendous mm-hmm. show, yeah. which is still pretty high. Yeah, high, it, you know, it it, it comes. It's not like it ends here, so it kind of ends with a whimper. It comes back up where yeah. Piggy shows up, and then they have the like Matt said, the warm and cozy moment where everybody is in from the storm, and everybody they're singing the medley of Christmas carols, and that's what really yeah. sells it for me at the end. The lowest point in this show is better than the highest point of anything in Elf. Sorry for those out there who love Elf, but. I don't know if you heard better. the latest PGP episode, but Matt and I kind of uh, lamented about Elf and how we, I still, I still like the movie. This isn't about it's, Elf, but yeah. I still like the movie, but it's people who were so obsessive and yeah. obnoxious about it. It's that ruined fine. They it react to it like it's the height of comedy. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And it's no, the height no. of Christmas movies and it's not. It's fine. It's a perfectly fine Christmas movie. It's just not all that. Yeah. Yeah. So Muppet Family Christmas, is there anything else you guys would want to talk about with that? Because I think you pretty much hit every... I, I mean, the mu- the music, of course, is great. Yeah, um, yeah the like, music is all, mm-hmm. uh, with the ex- exception of uh, maybe um, 
with maybe the exception of the Fraggle Rock song, mm-hmm. is mostly all just Christmas carols yeah. and yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, there's there's several scenes in this that are great. Uh, there's a, a scene where uh, Kermit and Robin are singing Jingle Bells, and then they're interrupted by the Electric Mayhem yeah. singing yes. Jingle Bell yeah, Rock. It's great. I was great. about to say, it's really awesome. It's yeah. really awesome. I uh, love the... Le- anything. Proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime the Electric Mayhem are together, like, yeah. I just love the Electric... They're, they're yeah. great. They're they're funny. Mm-hmm. They're they're really good musicians. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about them as if they're real people. Right. But yeah. the people that perform the, them are the really thing, good yeah. singers, though. Mm-hmm. And they, they... I mean, that's the thing with Muppet performers is they are really talented people mm-hmm. they are very good musically yeah. what does what does rolf say when he first enters like oh, i'm rolf the dog happy holidays yeah, yeah. rolf the dog come here for the holidays <laughs> yeah, I, uh, a, yeah. I, uh, Ooh, this is funny. what i came for i, I was wow. watching Boy, is this piano out of tune i love out of tune pianos <laughs> i was watching uh jim henson on the arsenio hall show uh, probably not too long after this came out and he was doing kermit and he was doing rolf oh, and I, they good. came back from commercial and he was rolf and he's like oh Oh, son of a bitch. He's talking about Arsenio. He's like, see, that's not bad. Why not say it? Because that's a compliment if you're me. <laughs> so I thought it was really funny. Uh, uh, it's one of those layered I, jokes. I, Jim I, Henson's in this, too. Yeah, yeah Jim shows up at the end. Uh-huh. And, you Which know, I, makes me so happy. I yeah. can't help but just say, there he is. There's the man yeah. right there. Yeah. It, something that just... If if you find a good Muppet special, a, a good like any of the three that we're talking mm-hmm. about, a good barometer is if you find yourself just smiling uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y- then you get it. Yep. Yeah. You understand yeah. what it's all about because that's that's really what the all of these mean to me. I will still just watch it. I I watched it the other day by myself in the basement. I was just doing work mm-hmm. and uh, I just put it on and it just makes it makes me happy. It makes mm-hmm. me feel excited about the christmas season and yeah. i'm just it i you can't help but love the muppets and 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 just smile when they're on the screen yeah yep it's true yeah. and that's that's the way i react when again i i i hope to have samantha on for like a supplement so we yeah, can yeah. go more in depth with them at otter because i i think we should do it justice with that but there you you had mentioned actually to go back to something you mentioned earlier about there's charm and how primitive Emmett Otter looks like and, I love it. and the and the long shots to where say they're going down the slide yeah. that uh, Emmett's dad built for him and his mom. Yes. And as they're as they're uh, getting up and they're running back, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it and it's that's funny because we like, always laugh about. Yeah. Growing yeah. up, we all we I we, love it. We though. laugh yeah. a lot, oh, but, but it's great. But we're yeah. we're so charmed by it. Um, you don't it, care that you see the wires. Uh-uh. Yeah. Exactly. Who cares? And what's cool is Emmett Otter was actually. It was like the first uh, time they did like elaborate sets. Well, like that. well, yeah. What what it what it was was it was let's see. I actually have. A, I already had something about it here. Um, pro, oh, it was so when um, Paul Williams, who did the music for it, and we're going to talk Ooh, a lot more yeah, about Paul Williams yeah. and Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, the genius of Paul Williams. Uh, Paul Williams said that Jim Henson told him Emmett Otter was somewhat of a trial run for a potential Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see how Henson Studios could handle certain uh, technical aspects in making a feature-length film, which two years later they made the Muppet movie. movie, Um, But Emmett Otter, the success of Emmett Otter, you know, gave kind of a a studio to take on, to produce and to release a Muppet movie based on the success of Emmett Otter, based on like 
you know, here, here's how Henson studios can handle the technical aspects of making like a feature film. And, and they're it again, going back to the word primitive, you definitely to watch Emmett Otter and then watch Muppet Christmas Carol, you see how advanced they got. Yeah. But like you to see where it begins, I think it's always important to remember where that Muppet Christmas Carol began with Emmett Otter. Um, and yeah, you know, the Sesame Street and everything before that too. But yeah. with Emmett Otter being kind of that quote unquote trial run, mm-hmm. it's it's good to appreciate that and mm-hmm. to know that sometimes things that are seen as more primitive or pedestrian can be laughed at and people kind of like shake their head. But Emmett Otter still, there's so much charm to it. And again, we'll we'll get into it with Samantha if she's yeah, available yeah. later on this weekend. But I, oh, sorry. sorry, no, 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 go ahead. I was just gonna say there were a couple things that as an outsider. Uh, to Emmett Outer, mm-hmm. um, because I, I did not grow up with it. Um, there were a couple things that I just wanted to say real quick. Yeah. Is, uh, because when I first watched it, I was like, boy, this is odd. Like, it's a little strange. Yeah. Right. Because it's it's a Christmas show. There's not really much Christmas music in it. Yeah. Right. But it's the feeling of Christmas, and it's the whole feeling mm-hmm. of the season and being willing to, like, kind of give of yourself to mm-hmm. your friends and your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that I just really loved about it, um, I mean, it, it the story's great, and it's really simple, but something that I really loved from the technical aspect of it, um, like when we were going back to the primitiveness, I think they nailed some of the things that you feel when you're at, like, a talent show. Yeah. yeah. Like, the talent show part, when they get to it, it, like... The, the fox that's doing the MCing and yeah. all that. I'm like, that's exactly what it feels like mm-hmm. to go somewhere and it's so unorganized and there's things going on in the background, like the curtains getting hit and yeah. people are like going, I was like, they know exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so fun. And even that moment, it's like cozy to me. And yeah. it's like, that's something familiar. And like, mm-hmm. and I love, and it's Jim Henson doing the voice of the fox. Yeah. And it's just, it, I don't know, like that, that whole little sequence, they're really, uh, stood out to me because not a lot's going on, mm-hmm. but it's the attention to detail in that one mm-hmm. moment where I'm like that, that was a really well done sequence yeah. right there. And then yep. right after that, they have the uh, river bottom nightmare band, which is yeah. a highlight of the whole thing. I love it's, that fin- song. it's phenomenal. It's really great. It's yeah. really fun and mm-hmm. goofy and mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Um, and then I also really loved that, that, you know, where you said like they went down the slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they, mesh different types of puppetry in that mm, it's yeah. marionettes they, they do marionettes bunraku or whatever you, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever it's called it's mm-hmm. like a mix of that yeah uh mixed with the hand puppets and yeah. it's really great and yeah it is primitive and it like if you look at it nowadays it doesn't look great mm-hmm. right but it's be, it's so charming you're one over anyway exactly like you don't yeah. who cares that you can see the wires who cares that you can see like okay you can tell it's a puppet they're all puppets big deal yeah. like yeah. it's just it's a lot of fun yeah and it's i really want to go back and watch it again i i've only watched it all the way through that one time i've seen several clips sure. throughout the year yeah, uh, yeah. we've actually sent I'd stuff send back and forth things. yeah and i I've seen Brothers, the song Brothers, yeah, several times. It. That's a great song. Yeah. Um, barbecue. barbecue is yeah. great. I, love, I, I get misty-eyed whenever it's the end, the ending song, uh, uh, Our World Mixed with Brothers. Yeah. And and that the kind of ends on kind of the more upbeat one where yeah, they right. have the job really, at the end. Anytime the band is together in mm-hmm. their little ice shack, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a highlight, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just really 
cool. And like, even though the puppets are kind of, like I said, they're kind of primitive, mm-hmm. they all kind of look alike in a way, yeah. yeah. but they're just so sweet. Yeah. There's just a sweetness to mm-hmm. it. And it's just, it, it just wins you over. Yeah. And what it was goes, the name goes, of the book is based on Otter without a fodder. Yo. No, it was Emmett <laughs> Otter's Japan Christmas. Is what yeah. the <laughs> name? Otter without a fodder. Hello, Mana. Hello, Hello fodder. <laughs> that is that's that. However, that Alan Sherman song is Christmas to me because in my one of my <laughs> favorite be not proud. One of my yeah. favorite Simpsons oh. episodes, March be not proud, which is a Christmas episode from season seven, and uh, it's one of my favorite lines. Where there's like Bart is he's you know, fingered for shoplifting and the, the Don, there's that Don Don Brodka, like Don Brodka, the mall security leaves a message on Homer and Marge's answering machine. And he races home. He beats them home, uh, to change it out. And it's this whole moment of suspense where you don't know if Bart beat him home or not. Cause all you see is Marge and Homer walk in and it says it's flashing on the answering machine one message, and Homer presses it, and it's Alan Sherman. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, father. And uh, when it's in, when it ends with "Here I am at Camp Granada," Homer's like, "Marge, is Lisa at Camp Granada?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, then it just it just shows it just shows uh, Bart putting the answering it. machine tape in the Alan Sherman yeah. tape. This it's it's this oh, scene it's the perfect. Muppet Family yeah. Christmas. It's, it's just the, the light everybody's of the there. fireplace and yep. everybody's and huddled together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, exactly. by the way, I think one of the most underrated Muppets uh, is Rolf. Yeah, I love. I Rolf. love how warm Rolf is. Yeah, John. Uh, John. It's, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of music and how far the Muppets came, they were at. They were reaching. High heights of success in the 80s, and I think they were at their highest point, at least to me, in the early 90s, in 1992, when Muppet Christmas Carol came out. Agreed. Muppet Christmas Carol is my absolute favorite adaptation of yeah. A Christmas Carol. That's great. I think it's the best because it it makes it digestible for a lot of kids, mm-hmm. which is great. And it's very, it, very close to the source it is. material. I, I think what, what really sold people to produce it is Jerry Jewell who also who wrote the screenplay for Emmett right. Otter as well he used Charles Dickens's prose from A Christmas Carol yeah. through Gonzo and Rizzo who are the narrators so you get them you get you know Gonzo is Charles Dickens and then you get like Rizzo is like the Greek the chorus. comic relief yeah like yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah like the Absolutely. comic relief you know he he's the one who you know He's the um, audience, actually. Yeah, he, he's the audience, and Gonzo is using all this prose from the almost taken straight from the book, and so so many moments are taken. Of course, if you're going to adapt it, you take from the book, but so many lines of dialogue are taken from the book, but also um, spun in a way to where it's it matches the surroundings of like of the Muppets interacting with humans yeah. and the story that they're telling. But essentially, Gonzo is Charles Dickens, and Rizzo, as Gonzo says something, Rizzo's like. Huh? Pardon me? Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my favorite lines is actually um, Gonzo just gets done with this like dreary illustration of what's going on. And uh, Rizzo says something along the lines of, geez, Gonzo, you think this is going to scare the kids in the crowd? And Gonzo's like, nah, they'll be all right. This is culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what did Michael Caine have to well, say? My, was... Well, Michael Caine, there he is, Jim, Jim Henson. Henson. Jim Henson yeah, right there. Yeah, Muppet Family Christmas is currently ending on the, on the TV right now. Is Muppet right Christmas now. Carol still in the PS4? 
I don't think so. Turn um, it on. But uh, <laughs> we don't yeah, have yeah, to. it's it's on it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Oh, um, that's right. Keep talking then. But uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Oh, that's right. We watched it on Disney Plus because yeah. we don't have the DVD. Yeah, I was I was I thought we did, but whatever. Oh, golly, <laughs> we're okay. Here we go. Uh, so Michael Caine, I I love this quote. Michael Caine yeah. played the role straight. That's what sold him. Like that, Brian Henson was like great. Because he was like, he said he wanted to treat his co-stars like the Royal Shakespeare Company. No acknowledgement that he's talking to puppets. No winks, no sly glances, no sardonic humor, no witty repartee. No, like, can you believe this? I'm talking to puppets. No being, you know, for lack of a better term, cheeky with the Muppets. He played it completely straight. He's like, I'm going to be Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm going to play it straight. And like he said, I'm going to treat these puppets like they're the Royal Shakespeare company. Well, and and Michael Caine is such a renowned actor. Mm -hmm. The fact that they landed him as Ebenezer Scrooge, Mm -hmm. which I mean, let's be honest, the Muppets land famous people all the time. Oh, I mean, so it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but at the same time, like the Muppets, Jim Henson, when he was alive, got treated. Everybody loved Jim Henson when he was alive. No, like it's kind of like John Candy. Everybody yeah. loved John Candy. Everybody loved Jim Henson and mm-hmm. wanted to be like, would be like, hey, you want me to be in your Muppet movie mm-hmm. or want me to help you? It, it's phenomenal. It's yeah. phenomenal. But the fact that uh, he is Ebenezer Scrooge, I mean, he's such a high caliber guy, mm-hmm. high yeah. caliber actor that like it's his Scrooge portrayal is so sincere and earnest. And I I think he sells the movie though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it is really like without him, you don't have the Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. Whereas in a lot of these things like, well, if you don't have the Muppets, obviously you don't have the Muppets, but right. he, if he, if he's not in it though, like he, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And what's, and we, we started here and, and all, I am so taken in by this movie and you, yeah. you, you talk, you talked about, you know, when you watch the Muppets, you can't help but smile, especially with the things you grew yeah. up with. As soon as Emmett Otter started in, I started to get choked up because all you can do is smile. Because yeah. I mean, the the, fir- the first song they play is just it's the bathing suit. You yeah. know, oh bathing suit, your grand your grandma, grandma Otter, Otter wore. Yeah. It's not even the <laughs> sentimental songs, but they start. Yeah, it's like, like that. That starts in. You, and you're then, aware of what the yeah. the journey you're about to and go then on with Muppet Christmas Carol. That soft kind of you know 19th century sounding tune coming from um, from the score, and it's it's the dedicated to Jim Henson. Yeah. But comes in with the score, and like I just I get goosebumps because I know where it's at in the movie, and it's it's it just it always brings a smile to my face. And if you're sitting in it's it's the background stuff, the side stuff that's going mm-hmm. on, like in the town. Mm-hmm. Like, what about my nose? Yeah, Ow! like yeah. they close it on his nose, and then you've got it's those it's, little things that, like, when I say throwaway lines, yeah, it's just funny. Like, and and, and like it, we're looking at it now, and it's it's kind of panning into mm-hmm. uh, the town. It's like, help! I'm being stolen. Help me! Help me! Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's creating it's, it's, a texture. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. such a rich exactly. city. Exactly, and it, and it's it's. It's the perfect representation of like humans and Muppets intermingled because you have 
humans talking to humans and right in in the foreground you have muppets talking to muppets and you mm-hmm. have muppets talking to humans and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's the world that we're in now mm-hmm. yep. and it's and it's just great yep creating that atmosphere is you know they did they did you know a great job creating that atmosphere yeah um and to me i can't because i can talk all i want about how well they adapted charles dickens um one of my favorite parts is is when scrooge is with the ghost of christmas past and and it's it's when he's graduating from from his boarding (laughs) school i know sam eagle plays the headmaster again (laughs) another sam eagle thing um but he's like it is the American way, and but he sees such a same eagle mode. Gonzo's like Sam. He's like it is the British way, and then it just holds on him. And he's like, hmm. And he looks <laughs> down at him like, where did that come from? And he's like, remember, don't tip the driver. Yeah. So it's it's as they're thing. fading out of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. He says that it's like, I've been meaning to fix that. Like when Gonzo mm-hmm. and Rizzo. When it's panning across all like the the busts of the philosophers, yeah, the and then it's just yeah. the stoic <laughs> face of Gonzo and Rizzo. Yeah. So I know we're gonna talk more about like favorite scenes and story, yeah. but I want to talk about Paul Williams. Yeah. For for honestly, me personally, I'm gonna talk a lot about Paul Williams on any time I'm talking about Muppet Christmas Carol yeah. because the songs are so interwoven with everything yeah. that the story. Like with any Muppet movie, I don't think the story works as well without the songs. Right. Because so much of the exposition and so much of the narrative is moved along. Yeah, it with advances the, songs. the story quite a bit. Um so Paul Williams, I I sent it to you and Matt and mm-hmm. Samantha and Matt last week. Vulture mm-hmm. did an article in two thousand seventeen about a story behind Muppet Christmas Carol. And it was mainly highlighting Paul Williams, who, for those of you who don't know who Paul Williams is, in the 70s, he was known not only, I mean, he was he was an actor, uh, but he also wrote Rainy Days and Mondays, and We've Only Just Begun for the Carpenters, mm-hmm. um, an old-fashioned love song for Three Dog Night, uh, Evergreen from A Star is Born, the Barbra Streisand one, and Rainbow Connection. He wrote the music yeah. for mm-hmm. the Muppet movie because in 1976 he was on the Muppet Show, and he, I, I, we, uh, we had a compilation of Muppet things mm-hmm. from like the Muppet Show, uh, called like the Muppet Review or something. It's like mm-hmm. one of those compilation things. Yeah, that you yeah. Can get, but uh, it had a part with Paul Williams on there singing yeah. "Sad Song" with Rolf. Yeah, and I just I remember seeing that as a kid. And I'm like. Who is that? I was like, I've seen him in other things. Mm-hmm. It's Billy and, Joel, Jer. Shut yeah, up. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Like, I, I came to find out. I was like, that's Paul Williams. He wrote all the music. He wrote, mm-hmm. he like did yeah. all of the Muppet music. that was, All the Muppet music that matters. Yeah. He was and, an and, arms dealer and baby driver. Yeah, which yeah, I was, was taken by surprise. But I was like, <laughs> that's, Paul, that's Williams. Paul Williams. Yeah, it is. But what's, Dean Kane. What's, uh, Seriously. Dean Kane. Um, but he has a quote from after he was on the Muppet show that he had this realization on how magical the Muppets were. He said, so Rolf at the end of the song, he puts the lid on the piano down and just kind of looks at Paul Williams as if to say, Paul Williams said, it seemed like he was looking at me and gave me this look as if to say, isn't this a sad song? And Paul Williams was like, in that moment, it was all about me being totally moved by this furry creature. I realize that if I connect with the Muppets like that, I think maybe we all do. They have a deep spiritual sense about them as teachers and all, but it's so beautifully cloaked in their playfulness. Yes, and I think exactly. that perfectly encapsulates yeah. yeah. the Muppets. Yep. And it, you know, Henson and Williams worked closely together for, again, the Muppet movie and Emmett Otter, but um, he, would, he had a lot of alcohol and drug abuse in the 80s, mm, yeah. and he got clean in the 90s, but unfortunately it was 
two months before Jim Henson passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was, you know, penned to do the music from up at Christmas Carol and kind of helped save his life a little it bit. It did. And he, he would attribute the music because he had this new lease on life. He had a new kind of spiritual beginning. Mm-hmm. And Brian Henson says, um, he resonated almost more powerfully than anybody with the redemption story of Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Brian, you know, Paul Williams, who petered his life away in the eighties at what could have been the height of his success yeah. in so mm-hmm. many ways. And he's finding it's new lease on life. Um, and again, it's Williams moved the narrative along with the songs, Marley and Marley yeah. where Statler and Waldorf play yeah. the ghosts of Scrooge's old business partners. Um, one more sleep till Christmas. But one of the best Christmas songs ever. I love mm-hmm. that song. Ever. Yep. I love that. That song it's, probably gives me the most warm fireside mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. That's the per- so I was telling Stephen yesterday because we were watching him up at Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog is the best selection for Bob Cratchit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's and, kind of an everyman. Yeah, exactly. And that song is like coming from Kermit. Mm-hmm. That song just. That song invokes emotion alone, who mm-hmm. just the song itself, the melody, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But coming from Kermit the Frog, this like stalwart, this um this sort of this level headed, you know He's kind of the rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's this yeah. this foundation yeah. for mm-hmm. this world. Yeah. And like he he's seen this song, There's only one more sleep till Christmas. And mm-hmm. it's just and he and there's no like He's not trying to hit a bunch of high notes. There's no mm-hmm. crescendos or anything. Yep. It's just Kermit the Frog's voice, like, "Hey, it's me, Kermit the Frog." You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's it's beautiful? Yeah. And, and I hear these parts in this article that I was reading. When I was reading them, I was getting choked up because um, usually we'll watch them up at Christmas Carol once a year. So it, it that's why it's so special to me too, is because I don't watch it all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, I I love Die Hard, but you can watch Die Hard in July as well yeah. as you can watch yeah. it in December, and I have watched it numerous times, not at Christmas, but I was tearing up because this is before I watched it for the year, and uh, there's a portion of the article that said Williams' overflowing gratitude and new lease on life are poured out in songs like "It Feels Like Christmas," mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and bless yeah. us all. Yes, um, with all, yeah. you know the prayer that Tiny Tim gives, and then Thankful Heart, which yeah. is Scrooge's redemption song. Mm. But I love how he describes um, Paul Williams gained a new spiritual lease on life. He said he refers to the higher power as the big amigo. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what he means by that. He doesn't directly say God or anything. But in Bless Us All, um, he said it's a story about redemption. It's about awakening. It's about that recognition that there is some, I would have to say, higher power that you can direct your words to. Um, I think that just to say them aloud, you begin to affect a change. Let us always love each other. Lead us to the light and let us hear the voice of reason singing in the night. Yeah. And let us run from anger. Catch us when we fall. Teach us in our dreams. And please, yes, please bless us one and all. Like oh, there's so much power yeah, in these yeah. songs. Does I mean you don't have to look at it from a religious or spiritual aspect, sure. but just within the realm of the story, you see as the ghosts keep showing up. And mm-hmm. for me, I'll mention what I think the catalyst is. You see those Scrooge's walls coming down. Yeah. He becomes more and more open to seeing how his his actions have been affected his actions affect others and how he's been affected in the past mm-hmm. and he's starting to become more and more um, ex- accepting of what the ghosts are saying and yeah. accept and you know again you know being more vulnerable yeah and I can say what I think the catalyst 
is that isn't in the movie which if you get is, like a DVD or Blu-ray release this now. Is, this is, oh my God, this is... Oh, I know exactly where you're going. the yeah. most infuriating, <laughs> one of the most infuriating things that like, there, there are scenes left out of movies all the time, mm-hmm. but the fact that people won't, the majority of people won't get to, well, I guess if you had the VHS as a kid, but nowadays as you're... You won't be able to show your kids yeah, nowadays. Yeah, exactly. As you're introducing more people to this movie, you won't be able to have what's a crucial scene. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's it's a pivotal, critical, crucial scene it's to the character the linchpin to yeah. to yeah. not only the rest of the movie, but also you yeah. see it breaks Scrooge yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. And they and they took it out just because a Disney executive thought that the scene slowed the movie down Jeffrey and kids would be kids would be yeah. bored. Jeffrey Katzenberg, yeah, exactly. he's a chat bag. And, and so. most people, when I read reviews of people talking about how it sucks that that scene's not in any DVD releases, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg said that, you know, it would bore kids, but this is one of my favorite scenes when I was a kid. I, yeah. I was in the movie theater uh, in 92, mm-hmm. and I, I know that supposedly it's not, like I think Brian Henson said it's not, it wasn't in the original theatrical version. Mm-hmm. Right. I could have sworn it was, though, because mm-hmm. when we got the VHS, it had it in there. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And I was like, and this was like a year later when we got the VHS. It was mm-hmm. like 93. So I was still a kid. And I was like, I loved that song as a kid. Yeah. I th- as a kid, I was like, oh, gosh, it's such a sad song. And like, I think as a kid, for whatever reason, I think you, you, you want to try to feel like you understand the gravity of a situation sure. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times if you hear a song that's sad, you try to memorize that song. You're yeah. like, well, I want to convey emotion and sadness. So yeah. that was one song that I really tried to learn. And I love that song. When yeah. Love is Gone is the name of the song. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. It actually plays over the credits of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's not. I, he took it out of the movie, though, because, yeah, he thought kids wouldn't sit still yeah. or they wouldn't like it and or whatever. And it just doesn't make any sense. Why, yeah, but why is it crucial? So Steven? it's crucial yes. because, first of all, it's jarring. If you're watching it on yeah, Disney Plus cut. or you watch it when it was on Netflix or if you have a Blu-ray release or a DVD release, there's a few DVD releases. Like when they did the first VHS transfer to the DVD, which Samantha has, um, it has it in there. And then our parents have like a 20th anniversary or one of the anniversary DVDs. Yeah, 20th. Like, has to, like a full screen edition. Yeah, yeah. so it, you can choose between widescreen and full screen. Full screen has a song, which actually uh, Disney Plus has a, has almost like a deleted scenes or like an extras yeah. uh, portion, mm-hmm. which it's you can watch it on there. As an extra. As, yeah, as, as an extra, but scene. it's it's apparently it's not going to be restored to a for the like the theatrical or full full length version because apparently they lost the negative or something yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something like anyway, that. we grew up with it and it was jarring watching like I remember watching the DVD the widescreen version for the first time and being like wasn't there a song here? Yeah, well, dad pointed yeah. out too. Yeah. He's like what what happened to that song that was yeah. in there? So yeah. essentially it First of all, like I said, it's the linchpin and it's the catalyst to, I think, Scrooge really seeing how his actions have affected his yeah. life. He's he this old old man Scrooge is seeing his younger self starting to really clothe himself in the greed that would define him as he got right. older. Mm-hmm. And because of it, he lost the love of his life. And Scrooge mm-hmm. 
no matter if you you know the book or what adaptation you adaptation you know, Scrooge grew up in almost a broken home. Yeah. He had a sister, but he was sent to like boarding school. His mm. father, um, it's hinted at, was abusive and very a way. harsh man. Well, he yeah. was he was a harsh man. And the Muppet Christmas Carol, it's doesn't it's, really touch on that. It doesn't really much. touch on that. But he's very much he sees. Um, he sees his father figures and his his and his headmasters and in Fozzie Wig and and, mm. his, and like and his bosses, um, so anyway, like that's all kind of semantics in regards to this. But, um, you know, he sees really kind of what he was becoming and turned him into what he did become, and he lost the only person he really ever loved. Yeah. And Bell, well, Bell sings the song. Yeah, yeah. And what you said wasn't really semantics because it is important well, in yeah. understanding like okay this is the lead up and then he meets bell and mm-hmm. it's right. true love mm-hmm. and and it's someone he's yeah. grown close to and it's a relationship yeah. and then like you said he started clothing yeah. himself in this and green he, he doesn't see there he he recognizes okay i keep putting off our engagement keep putting but he sees it from a financial he's like mm-hmm. you know times are tough you know i know i'm a partner in my own in my company now but it's still we need to get by. We need to get by. And Bell sees it from the emotional aspect mm-hmm. of, listen, you can't, we can't kid ourselves anymore. Like the love is gone. So she goes into the song, the love is gone, which in the grand scheme of it makes the end song, the love we found yeah. less poetic. Yeah. Because so, in, yeah, for the love we found. It's a counterpoint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause you now have Scrooge surrounded by the Cratchits in the entire town mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're all feasting together. And he's like, I finally have love again. Like yeah. I finally have relationships. Yeah. Um, and it's because I decided to change my life. And now yeah. the love is found. Yeah. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, So now this love that was gone all these years, now mm-hmm. it's found. It's back, and you yeah. don't have, yeah, you don't have that, that connection. You mm-hmm. just have one half of it to be like, oh, this is a nice song. This is yeah. sweet. And, yeah. But like, if you don't have that, you don't have the other portion of the locket. Yeah. It doesn't mean you know, as much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so, more or less just a song that you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, there's plenty of songs in this right. movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and but, Michael Caine has a great part during so, that, yeah, that part. So, yeah. I think it, this makes it kind of more heartfelt and more genuine um, because Michael Caine's not a singer. Mm-hmm. So in the moments it's pointed out, I don't know, I it might've been David Goals pointed out when Michael Caine starts singing in this, in this movie, it's very true to Scrooge because a man who is so void of emotion, didn't allow himself to have emotion. Someone who was so cynical, you know, to start singing out of joy over anything is unheard of for him. Mm-hmm. So, it wouldn't make sense if the Scrooge had a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's like, I don't think this guy sung anything in his life. How the hell would he have a beautiful voice? Yeah. So it makes sense that Michael Caine's voice is shaky. You know, he's off a little bit. Yeah. So it's very true. I think that's what makes his performance more genuine as well. But in the moment where he's watching Bell sing and walk away, oh. Scrooge is... Reliving the only time he's truly loved. This is a statement I've prepared. Uh, so uh, he's reliving the only times he's truly loved and then lost it. There's a genuine emotion that Scrooge displays as he has to relive it. You can tell Michael Caine's lack of singing ability adds to the moment. A man who doesn't allow himself to be vulnerable, to show emotion, mm-hmm. is so moved by the moment, he joins in singing. So the most heartbreaking part is 
Belle doesn't know Old Man Scrooge is singing behind her, but he is in the moment. He's having to relive it, and he remembered, because it was so monumental to him, he remembers the lyrics. So he starts singing along with her, and he can't get the rest of it out because he's starting to break down. Yeah, he's so moved and so confronted by his own failings pretty much mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. 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 So, and, and it makes it that much more to where <clears throat> you see, like if you watch the Blu-ray version now, it, she's like, you know, you did once. And like yeah. all, all, all that we saw was Scrooge looking at that moment. And then she walks out of the frame and, and Rizzo's Scrooge crying. is crying. And, and Rizzo's, Rizzo's, crying. R- Rizzo's crying. Which and also kind of like, if you just switch to a Muppet, if you just switch to a Muppet, that's crying, it kind of, t- I mean, not that, I mean, not that the Muppets can't convey emotion, right. Right. but in that moment, it kind of cheapens it a little bit. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So him having to go through that again. At least is... they didn't have Gonzo saying, what a sad <clears throat> song. Like they just cut to <laughs> yeah. saying, what a sad song. Huh? But Stop I, talking. I think that's the moment where Scrooge is fully disarmed and is yeah. ready yeah. and willing like, to it. to yeah. know what's going on. Because the, the, next, the next part... Yeah. Is immediately the go- ghosts of Christmas present. He's like, Come in and know me better, man. He's like, You're a little absent minded spirit. No, I'm a, a large absent minded spirit. So you this can Bob see Bob Cratchit's house. How did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you see him, like you see him smiling, you see him joking back and forth with the ghosts of Christmas present. Yeah. And I think that's the moment Tori's like, Okay, I've seen what my actions have done. Now mm-hmm. it's time to really start to see how I can change. I think it might be for two of the performances in the movie. It, the ghost of Christmas present might be the best ghost of Christmas present. I've my favorite anyway. Oh yeah. There's so many, there's so many interpretations in this movie that I would, that I would honestly call the gold standard. I, I would consider, I would consider Jerry Nelson's, uh, Robin as, um, the best tiny, tiny Tim, Tim. Crim, Crat, Yeah. Tiny yeah. Tim Cratchit. He's great. Like I have never been moved by Tiny Tim. I've always oh, kind of bless us, everyone. Well, like this, some a, annoying little British. Oh, kid. seriously, yeah. in a way, like I kind of have been annoyed with Tiny yeah. Tim, and I'm like, what? My it be? legs don't work. <laughs> I know this is terrible, but in times like because I'm so annoyed by them, sometimes I'm like, would it be so bad if he died? <laughs> <laughs> then he better do it. Decrease the surplus population. Yeah. But it actually really oh, his portrayal is so earnest and so sweet and just yeah. like i just really like as soon as he starts singing bless us all like yeah. it's just all. really emotional mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. really like it touches your heart mm-hmm. like i've i any other tiny tim really has not like made me feel anything yeah. but his does well in this movie is is it's a true testament to how great this movie is because yeah. jess your wife is, doesn't really like the Muppets. Well, yeah, and she was. She would say that it's not necessarily she doesn't like them. She just didn't grow up with them. Sure. So in the same way that I don't like Goonies, yeah, I didn't grow up with it, so I don't I really think, know. Yeah, I think but the I appeal think is kind of lost on her. Yeah, I think sure. she just she has told me in the past. She's like, I just you know I just don't really get it as much. Mm-hmm. Like I mean sure. I get that they're animal, but like I just don't really get it. And like, and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I think that. You're right. Like it's kind of like an appeal thing, yeah. and it's just like you know a bunch of puppets. Like I've talked yeah. to her mom Molly, and Molly is kind of like eh. Like, and I think it's just like 
certain the Muppets appeal sure. to certain people. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't say that to throw her under the bus. There was more to it. Like, she, oh, I'm she's, sorry. No, no, no. It and and that and that's fine that you dropped in with more of a justification there. Um, she's not a huge fan of the Muppets, but she likes this movie. Yeah, she it's does. It's a testament actually. to how good this movie mm-hmm. is. Right. And the boys really actually love it, which mm-hmm. is one of those things. That it's timeless. Like mm-hmm. my kids who don't know anything about the Muppets, really, yeah. they still call Kermit Ermit half the time because yeah. they don't know his name. But they actually really enjoy a lot of the movie itself like mm-hmm. when the marley's come on they actually are like that's kind of creepy mm-hmm. like it, it it is a very disturbing yeah scene if you've yeah. never seen it for a second like i mean it's it's pretty pretty well done pretty yeah. creepy and i think there were a lot of critics who said the movie as good as it is um it's portrayed as a kid's movie but there's a lot of scary moments like there I mean, is. We're, we're watching right now i mean uh, Scrooge walks through his house by candlelight, but he his that's scary. Yeah, well, his yeah. his portion <laughs> his portion of London that he lives in. Granted, when the lights are on, it's different, but it's very dreary. It's very cold. Yeah, very dark, it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's it's a very dark. There's you know, no lights exactly, and like Gonzo says in his narration, and that's the way Scrooge liked it. Yeah, yeah. like it, it it very much reflects his personality. It's very scary imagery, like mm-hmm. the ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Yeah, it's like I'd say mm-hmm. that's usually a the more darker portrayed part yeah. in any cinema and and cinema whenever it's adapted. But yeah. like in this, especially for a kids movie, it's unusually dark. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's not, okay to scare kids. You just don't want them to be sad, right? Yeah, well, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is I think with the Ghost of Christmas uh, yet to come in this one. It's not what you see, but it's like what you don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you see this long, greenish, grayish hand, mm-hmm. but you don't see what's behind the hood, right. which makes it super mm-hmm. creepy. Um, it itself is a Muppet. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a puppet hand yeah. coming out, but it's still frightening because it's not like, waka. it's not Fozzie Bear's yeah. hand. Like, waka, <laughs> waka, waka. You know. I think originally they wanted Gonzo to be the ghost of Christmas yet to come, and you know it's Gonzo because his nose Cause his is no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that they were going to do that. That would have sucked. Uh, but, but I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. 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 And, I think him as the narrator works. Yeah, and that's yeah, part that's of great. what really makes this one work mm-hmm. is having Gonzo at the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very... And I, it's very digestible. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, it's a very, it's like one of those uh, abridged storybooks, which yeah. is like what we had, which, Christmas which is Carol. what we yeah. grew, grew up with, with the Christmas Carol. It's a very abridged version of the story to where you're getting all of kind of the high spots yeah. to where you're getting all the important parts. You're getting all the important elements. The I didn't know the Christmas Carol was longer than yeah, the, like two hundred yeah, pa- oh, longer long than two hundred pages. Yeah, and there's so yeah. so much minutia that's left out. The minutia. That, that so many, it's the minutia <laughs> that there's so many versions that are almost three hours long because they're trying to add. They're trying to keep all these things in. Yeah, and you know, going into it, Disney knew they had to keep kids' attention, so. They knew they had to keep kids' attention, so they abridge it in a way to where it's very digestible. To yeah. be, it's very easy to watch. It's very easy yes. to follow what's going on. And, you know, the songs are catchy. Um, but David Goals, who plays Gonzo, mm-hmm. has a he has a quote from this Vulture article about Muppet Christmas Carol. And it's like the fact that it's a musical and the fact that we have the Muppets all around someone who is playing Scrooge absolutely straight makes it all the more disarming. 
I think it really catches you off guard. I always find it emotional. This use of humor can really unlock emotion. If you're watching this picture and you're a little bit guarded and not quite feeling it, a joke, a little something absurd will throw you off guard and make you laugh. And the next thing you know, you're crying. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. I think the humor brings your guard down so that you can hear what Paul Williams is trying to convey with the emotion, mm-hmm. what Jerry Jewell is trying to convey with his dialogue and everything. So, <coughs> golly. Um, so Muppet Christmas Carol has so much depth. And Frank Oz said the the music in both Emmett Otter and and yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol are what give the movies so much more depth. Mm, yeah. And again, they since not just moving the narrative along, but you know, helping the audience understand the situations yeah. a lot better. I, I don't think really the Muppets can exist really without music. Um, at least not not in a way that that makes them as charming. Um, every, yeah. I mean, every single there's a reason why every single Muppet movie minus Muppets from Space is a musical, and even that has mm-hmm. a bunch of music in it. They just don't sing it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, one there's there's a high musicality of all the performers. Mm-hmm. They all have you know singing or or other things in their background, and um, they can harmonize really well. Yeah. Like, harmonies are really good. But um, I, I think the uniqueness of Paul Williams songwriting paired with the unique personalities that they are kind of constantly juggling really just makes it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Muppets are just, they're like I said, they're timeless. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And Paul Williams would attribute Muppet Christmas Carol that to kind of helping him find his way back to songwriting and in yeah. a way finding his way back home. And it's perfect that it was this uh, project. And he had at the end of this article, he's a quote um, to where he talks about, you know, if there is an unnamed collaborator on the work that I did on Muppet Christmas Carol, I assume it would have to be Jim Henson Absolutely. because of their relationship together. Frank Oz says they both got each other. Mm-hmm. They both got how, you know, Paul Williams with his music in here, it's the purity and the sweetness that Jim Henson got to be sweet without being saccharine to mm-hmm. out without laying it on heavy handed and thick that it's so genuine. Cause Jim Henson hated like the idea of like force feeding sweetness yeah. and yeah. force feeding, um, you know, um, emotional emotional moments and force yeah. feeding t- yep. he wanted it all to be genuine and i think when you convey all these things through puppets to kind of bookend what we kind of started this discussion with to convey these emotions with puppets i think is the key to all of it yeah. jar jar is the key to all of it oh gosh <laughs> exactly well that's the thing is is being if if you can create emotion with these puppets then that's really kind of the whole thing that makes it work, makes the engine run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes me think back to, uh, if anybody gets a chance to, uh, gosh, it it's hard because it's emotional, but if you ever get a chance to or have any interest mm-hmm. in Jim Henson, go to his memorial service after he died. And all oh, the Muppet performers, yeah. they sing a bunch of his favorite songs. A bunch of them are Paul Williams songs. Some of them yeah. are um, just songs that he liked that were just you know, folk songs or songs that are are popular in culture and they sing them as they're 
Muppet performers and then also just kind of as themselves, there's um, a song. So Big Bird comes out. This is probably the thing that makes me choke. Yeah. Like I'm even like just thinking about it now. I'm kind of getting a little choked up. Um, Big Bird comes out and sings. Uh, it's what's he saying? It's uh, Happy Birthday. It's, it's, no, it's it's not easy being green. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. No, he sings. It's not easy being green. Yeah, I'm sorry. And Happy at, birthday. and it's just he sings it really slow mm-hmm. and very deliberately. Yeah. And at the very end, he just says, "I'm gonna miss you, Kermit." Yeah. And that, that's but, so. But rough, it's yeah. like. Jim Henson was Kermit and Kermit yeah. is Jim Henson. Like it's kind of like in the same way that Walt Disney is Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. and Mickey and Mouse Snow White. and Snow and White. Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, I mean, yeah. Kermit. And I think that's the thing now. That's what really bugs me about the Kermit character is they have taken the Jim Henson out of Kermit and they have really just made Kermit nothing like what he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kermit is so put upon and which I mean, he used to be put upon before, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He handled it well. Mm-hmm. Now it's like he gets stressed out and he's just not able to handle it, and he's just oh, like he's just always like yeah. shaky and yeah. he's browbeaten and he just takes it and he's not able to deal and he's not decisive and yeah. he can't figure out what he wants to do and that's not who Kermit is as a character. Like Kermit isn't like that. Kermit is. A strong leader. He's mm-hmm. a good leader. He's not always perfect. Right. But he's he knows how to drive the Muppets and to get them to do what he needs them to do. Mm-hmm. Now, is he always wanting to do the hard thing? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. but he does it anyway. Yeah. Like in the Great Muppet Caper, he, you know, there may be gunplay. There may be violence. The slightest chance that someone could get killed. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but, yeah. but he, the fact that he's willing to do that, though, I mean, he's... Now his character would just be like, like I, I, you know, I can't do that or whatever, you know, it's all turn tail and run. And he's just like, let it. And miss piggy. And he are like, she just pushes him around. And it's like, he stood up to her. He used to stand up to her and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, not, not saying that, you know, it's a guy versus girl thing. I'm just saying like as a character, he is just, not the same character anymore and he's just kind of wimpy and that's not who kermit is kermit is a strong character he's a straight man but he's a strong straight man Mm -hmm. yeah and i just don't like the way the character has become and in these specials you know at least he it you can still preserve that version of kermit yeah yeah even Um, in emin otter because he's the narrator exactly Mm -hmm. when you were walking in uh, speaking of specials uh we're wrapping up uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, you were telling us about some other ones, kind of asking us if we had seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, what what were some of those again? It was like Christmas on Sesame Street. Uh, or yeah, I would say really the only maybe two that are worth watching. <laughs> there are several. There, there's um, there's Christmas Eve on Sesame Street that actually came out the same year as uh, Muppet, Muppet Family Cr- Christmas, yeah. and it's really good. It's uh, basically the whole premise is mr hooper yeah are <laughs> it's, you? it's very big bird centric i mean it's an ensemble thing yeah so it follows burton ernie and they do a gift of the magi kind of like thing mm-hmm. uh cookie monster who is trying to find a way to get santa to bring him cookies which is so funny <laughs> uh he's just basically he starts off with a pen and pencil or pen and paper and he's talking to 
to, you know, he's writing out loud what he wants. And as he's doing it, you can imagine he's describing the cookies and seeing his pencil. Yeah. And he just starts. <laughs> you can imagine what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like when but Ernest then he, starts it, eating the pen. Yeah. yeah Ernest yeah. goes <laughs> to jail. Exactly. <laughs> but it gets more like so he, he goes from that to a typewriter to a telephone. And it ha- yeah. same thing happens every time. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. It's so funny, even though it's just <laughs> at one point. He's getting so excited on the typewriter, and he's just he says "Gawabunga!" (laughs) breaks. It's just so ridiculous. Like, why are you yelling "Cowabunga"? (laughs) The Ninja Turtles had come out in '87, so he just yells it for no reason. It's just really funny. Uh, But the main the main story is uh, Oscar. Tells tells Big Bird, he says, how can a guy that's built like a dump truck get down the chimney? <laughs> and so Big Bird is worried the entire time and really concerned. How is Santa going to get down the chimney? Has no idea. Trying to figure it out. Has this little kid with him named Patty that kind of goes the through. Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Basically, Patty leprechaun. And it, what's great about it is Kermit is still in it at that yeah. point. Kermit helps him a little bit yeah. and they they he helps him for a couple brief things and and uh there's little cute segments with where they ask him, you know, how does Santa do this and all that. But it's it's very, you know, kind of like it goes from segment to segment to segment. But there's a couple really good songs in it keep Christmas with you all through the year. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one other one that I can't, it escapes me, but it's really, really well done. It's really good. I would encourage anybody listening to go and check it out. I think you could, you, the DVD is still available uh, in full form uh, and it's also on YouTube, I think. But uh, that was actually on our tape growing up yeah. as well. Oh, so yeah, it, was yeah. right, it was back to back. Um, and then the other one that I would say is really worth checking out is John Denver and the mm, Muppets at Christmas yep, together, yep. which you can actually find that whole special on YouTube as well. And it's mm. really great. We had um, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. We, we, we were, were younger. The soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And actually some of those songs that are on the soundtrack are from Emmett Otter and yeah, are yeah. actually in a Muppet family Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has, um, what is it? The, I know where, where the river, the river meets, meets the sea. The sea. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those that, I tend to get emotional with yeah. because that was sung at Jim Henson's funeral as yes. well. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, when like John Denver does a really good version, um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Is oh, yeah, that man. version is probably my favorite next to like the Mel Torme one. I get, I get chills every time mm-hmm. I hear mm-hmm. that one. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Like Rolf starts. And he's like, John, yeah. And then John Denver comes in with it. I don't know why, but I feel like Rolf's singing voice is really beautiful in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. I don't know why. I yeah. just, I love his voice. Plus, I love, I love at the end where they're, then have yourself a merry little Christmas. Like the, the harmony that John Denver yeah. takes where he's like, yeah. and have a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Like it's, dip, yeah, like now. it's, it, it, the way they end the song is really, yeah. really and good. Th- the the John Denver Muppet marriage was really cool too. Yeah. It was just something that worked. And at the end of that song, I think it like really capsulizes it. Like they say, "Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas." And then Bispeak, "Merry Christmas, Jonathan. Merry Christmas, you guys." Yeah. yeah. And it's just really, really cool. Really yeah. sweet. And like it's almost like there's a working relationship there. Yeah. But I think there was one beyond the Muppets. I mean, I think John had this mutual admiration for 
Jim Henson and Frank mm-hmm. Oz, and I think he actually got along with those performers. Mm-hmm. John Denver was in Star Wars. He's in the Boba Fett costume. Oh, I was waiting to see where you're gonna go with that. What? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Where is this coming from? He was Chewbacca. <laughs> he, he was Buchaka. He's like Who? Scoot over. <laughs> He's like, let me fly this, Han. I'm a good pilot. <laughs> but yeah, that it, I'm a pilot, I, you know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a pilot, you know. I'm a pilot, you know. John Denver's uh, getting all this. Are you an angel? <laughs> yes. Saw your laser sword. Only Jedi's have those. Saw you in Harmark Channel. What's Only a Jedi's laser have those. Sword? <laughs> Um, I love also the 12 days of Christmas is the first thing on there. And we, oh, yeah, the great. three of us, we would drive around like anytime we'd be out during Christmas time, we drive around, we would always put it on that. And a good way to practice going from voice to voice is, yeah. trying, is, is singing that cause it's all different characters. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's we've done it together. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's, hard yeah, to do. We're like, ah, oh, damn it. Ah, oh, crap. So, <laughs> no, that that's scooter, blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So there, there's three others too. And actually, I would like to. There's one that I have not seen, or at least I don't think I've seen it. It's called the Christmas Toy. Mm-hmm. It's from 1986, mm-hmm. and it it it's about uh I think a a lion stuffed animal, and I think it's like basically um, you know I I don't even really want to pretend I know the plot because I I don't really. Right. Um, I've seen it a lot. It's always packaged online on Amazon yeah. with Emmett Otter. Uh, it came out in 1986, so a year before Muppet Family and uh, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. But um, from what I hear, it's actually not a bad uh, special. Mm-hmm. So I would like to actually check that out one of these yeah. days just mm-hmm. to, I mean, if nothing else, just for the historical uh, significance of just hearing the original Muppet performers do yeah. something else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that I haven't seen. Um, that would be really interesting to me. Um, but beyond that, there's two others. Uh, it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, which I remember watching when it aired mm-hmm. and really, really, I really wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It has a, a handful of funny moments it's basically it's a wonderful life, but with Muppets. Yeah. And Kermit wishes he never been born, and David Arquette is like the main human person. Which, mm. if you're gonna hitch your horse to a main character that's an a, a, an actual person actor, David Arquette is not the way to go. He's, He's just in Muppets from Space. That's <sighs> probably why he was in this one. It's like, hey, you did so good in that one. Let's put him yeah. in this one. It's just David Arquette is just. He's just not a good actor. So, like, why use him? But, I mean, former WCW world champion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why. I forgot about it. Jim Henson is a big wrestling fan. (laughs) Yeah, real big. This is key to all this. (laughs) He was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, when he saw David Arquette transform into a vampire. (gasps) (gasps) Except he was dead by then. It's my aha moment. (laughs) Jimmy Jimmy Hen was was dead by then. So. So he didn't. He did not watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Although I did when I was a kid. Chrissy Swanson was my first That's celebrity crush. It's Henny Youngman is what you meant to say. Henny Young. Henny Youngman's your first celebrity Jimmy, crush. Jimmy Hen. Jimmy Hen. Oh, oh Henny. I thought you. Henny Youngman was your first celebrity crush. Red yes. Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting Hel- off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're getting off. Was, was there? Was there? Uh, yeah, we need. Uh, no, dial it's us fine. Back in. No, it's you fine. You said David Arquette and went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 
No, but it, it does have a handful of funny things. It references a ton of different Christmas movies and different things. And uh, it, it's okay. I mean, it's worth a look. It's there. Was, there's a funny thing at the end that I still will this day. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, Bobo the Bear has one of the best <laughs> lines Bobo in it. Bear. And he's one of the best new additions. Yes. But uh, the villain of the movie, who is Joan Cusack, she like runs into him or something in my life and yeah and she she runs into him and doesn't say sorry she's like get out of my way and he's like oh mary humbug are you too <laughs> but to this day i still will say mary humbug which is stupid but it just makes me laugh i just think but was funny in uh, muppets in space he has a, he has a line jeffrey tambor is the bad guy he's like get me the remote the goat <laughs> the remote. Oh, I thought you said the goat. <laughs> Bobo's the he's best. Just, he's just funny. Oh, but, my goodness. But that's, uh, uh, and then one more yeah, is yes, Muppets yes, yes. Christmas Letters to Santa 2008. Haven't seen it. Don't know if I want to. The end. Sounds, I, sounds super <laughs> futuristic. Any, yeah. Oh, it was released in 2008. Anything, I thought that was part of the title. Anything after the <laughs> 90s Muppets, I really don't want to watch. Yeah. Like, I personally, I didn't really like the Jason Siegel and Amy Adams Muppet movie. It was because okay. It was but... fine. I did not like the new Muppet that's supposed to be Jason Siegel's brother. I did not like him. Yeah, he's not great. Um, but... It, Oh, sorry. sorry. No, I was just saying, and, and the Kermit version is the. It's just I think that's the height of the mm-hmm. what's wrong with Kermit right now. It's like, yeah. yeah, he's not great. Yeah, he's not great. But these were Muppet Christmas movies that we loved. Um, again, hopefully, you know, Samantha, we missed you on here. Um, hopefully, we can get together with you at the end of the weekend that we're recording this on, and hopefully, do kind of a supplemental Emmett Otter type deal. Even if it's just Matt, you and I, um, and if not. One one of these days we'll go more in depth yeah. with Emma with Emma and Otter. Hopefully Save it to next a, a, year. Yeah, yeah, after you've watched it a couple more times. <laughs> well, yeah, when you, were, when you were texting, you were saying uh, how you were kind of bummed. You, you haven't met her before. No, I have. And, I would uh, love to meet her. And uh, you were saying somewhere down the line, though, there will be. I'm sure there will be an episode. You both can be on again. Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure she Island. Loves that movie. Oh yep. yeah. man, Muppet Treasure. We I- watched that the other day. I love Muppet Treasure. That's Island. a great movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. But this was, I mean, this was fun. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, when this is going to be released, uh, Christmas time will be, you know, right on the doorstep. You know, mm-hmm. if it comes out on Christmas Eve, one more sleep one till more Christmas. Sleep till Christmas. One more sleep till um, Christmas. So our next episode, it's going to be right after Christmas, but I hope everybody has a great holiday, mm-hmm. a great Christmas. I mean, this, I, I love this time of year. It's so special. Mm-hmm. And to really be able to, watch again like we said so many times in this episode to watch any of the muppets christmas stuff mm-hmm. just adds kind of that joy and that tenderness mm-hmm. to the season for me yeah so so yeah for the radcast rental yeah, jeremy jeremy thank you for joining yes. us sorry thanks thank for you, having me thank you for yes, joining us you. again it's no, always it was great my pleasure um mm-hmm. and it seems like you've been on every month since november or since october because <laughs> um, october and then john maybe Candy and, this, yeah. and then you're going to be on the arcades episode right uh, well, yeah, I would it, love to be. It'll be, yeah. It'll it is primarily. I know Fred and Chris are on board, and I threw your name oh. in there as a possibility. By the way, uh, shout out to Fred. He wanted me to give him a shout Fred out. Fred Ford, so here's your shout hey, out. Hey Fred, Fred Ford. He's got a barcade in his basement. Can't wait to talk to him next year. 
about yeah, uh, about arcades and yeah. growing up in arcades Which, and stuff like that. That'll be one of our last episodes of season one because mm-hmm. at the end of January, it'll be yeah. the conclusion of season one yeah. and we'll start season two in yeah. March. And so we'll have to facilitate that. Yeah. Sooner and, rather than later. And, yes. uh, and even if you don't end up on that episode, Radcast listeners will be hearing more of Jeremy. Yep. Um, but thanks for having or thanks for having us. Um, oh no, no, <laughs> you can come over to my pad anytime. Thanks, <laughs> man. So the five, the first five timer, and Radcast guest history. Jeremy Weed, thanks for joining us, thanks Jeremy. For having, thanks for happy joining holidays. us. Happy yeah, holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Merry and Christmas. remember, as always, for the Radcast, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Be kind, rewind, and we'll see you next time. It is the season of the heart, a special time of caring, the ways of love made clear. This concludes our broadcast day.